before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And uh, we have three big topics we're going to cover today. Davos is going to be one of them. I know I said that yesterday. We didn't get to it. But uh, so Davos is going to be one. And uh, and then um, E. Jean Carroll, that uh, court trial is uh, happening as we speak. Trump is going from I guess he went from Iowa to the courtroom to New Hampshire, back down to New York, and back up to New Hampshire. I mean, it's unbelievable what this 77-year-old is able to do. But he's a boss. He's a man. He loves working. And this is where he is with it. So, you know, it's uh, it's interesting there. And then, um, of, of course, we're, we're also going to cover Hunter Biden uh, a little bit of Hunter Biden's laptop because uh, the DOJ finally has come out because they, they don't have an option. They, they have to admit it. And so they, they, they came out and said that the the uh, laptop was uh, legit, always legit, which brings in the question why the media lied through their teeth. And we have receipts that prove that they lied through their seats, uh, through their teeth. And and, and the, the thing is, that is election interference. What they're doing right now with E. Jean Carroll and this, that, and the other is election interference. E. Jean Carroll doesn't even know the year. She th- thinks it might have been 1996. And that that somehow there was an incident at the Bergdorf Goodman where Trump decided he was going to go ahead and uh, rape a quacky lady in Bergdorf across the street from where he lives. I mean, it's insane. It's preposterous. And it's it's a flat out lie. 
This alleged incident happened 40 years prior. And E. Jean Carroll was actively pursuing changing the laws of a statute that said you could process, you could actually allege a case that's older than 20 years old. And so she actively pursued that legislation and was able to get it to where you could you could you could charge somebody for an incident that's well beyond 20 years like 40 years and you know back when they didn't have any cameras right and um and the thing is you don't even have to know the year how in the world would you defend yourself it's like uh in 1996 i think it was 96 it could have been 97 Donald Trump raped me. Uh, he uh, and, and yet, by the way, I'm going to tell Anderson Cooper that rape is sexy. And I'm going to tweet, how do you know, how, how do you know your sexual advances are not welcome if you don't advance them? I mean, she said that. You know, the person who's a quack, who has a cat named Vagina and a dog named Tits, and literally, I mean, I'm not making that up, and she is won the case, and then also Trump lost on appeal with respect to not the rape, that's a criminal charge, this is a civil case now. She would have never won this case in a criminal court. So what it was, was she decided to sue. And like O.J. got off with the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman, he got sued successfully because the threshold is different in a civil case. But the thing is about that, she... she. Uh, they 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 went up for appeal and because trump reacted to this wackadoodle because the media was making a lot of you know a lot of hay out of it donald trump on a stump speech basically said she's a whack job she wouldn't be my first choice she's disgusting looking and he said some things like that that rubbed the attorney, uh, the uh, judge, the wrong way, I guess. A Clinton-appointed judge, no less. It's okay if Clinton could just rape, physically rape with physical evidence, Monica Lewinsky, a 20 to 21-year-old intern, instead of mentoring a young woman to be a great person, he decides to rape her instead and use his power and influence to do that because he likes little girls on Epstein Island, Bill Clinton. But do you think he's being drugged through courts and embarrassed and, and pushed around and, and being uh, fleeced of all of his finances? Of course, Trump's rich. Trump's worth billions. Trump could s- sell a quarter of a building 
and pay for all these legal fees. So we have a lot of different things to talk about today. I guess we should just continue with uh, and get uh, E. Jean Carroll out of the way because it's it's sort of ridiculous. But here's what she had to say to Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper cut the mic practically. Let's go to break. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not. This was not sexual. For it just it it hurt. It just what it just you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a. I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I a think most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to take Instagram. <laughs> we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. Oh, my God. You should see her face right now, too. You're fascinating to talk to. If that doesn't, if that's not defamation of her own self, I don't know what is. How in the world do you win a defamation case when you just defamed yourself? On national TV. It gets better. The scene that she described in Bergdorf Goodman was found in a uh, segment of Law and Order. Let's take a listen. Uh, ah. Role play took place in uh, the dressing room of Bergdorf's. Uh, while she was trying on lingerie, I would burst in. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, there's a longer part of that. I, I played that a long time ago when this case first came up, and it was. Uh, I have a. Uh, it's not. It's not a cold. It's an allergy. Uh, my nose is running a little bit, but um, in any case, she got. The, she lifted that from a from a series, from a show. She lifted it. I mean, how do you get that same story? Right? That's 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 eerie. So there's that. And then uh, you got this tweet. How do you know your unwanted sexual advance is unwanted until you advance it? She tweeted that. So, you know, go figure. And then she said, let's see. Oh, look, you're getting your information spoon-fed to you again by a corporation. Do we even read these? So uh, this person was responding to uh, someone who was on E. Jean Carroll's side, but it says, this guy testified that Bergdorf was open late on Thursdays in the 1990s, so that must have meant that Trump raped Carol. Nobody can give a date, just some time in 1996, maybe. So Trump can't defend himself at all because he doesn't know where he was if they don't know where when it happened. <laughs> So they they take away Trump's defenses. Why he doesn't win this on appeal is beyond me. 
But when asked about it, this is what Trump had to say about a few months ago. Speaking of New York, I want to ask about a significant verdict that was reached yesterday. I know this is something you want to weigh in on as well. Manhattan jury found that you sexually abused the writer E. Jean Carroll and defamed her. You've denied this. But what do you say to voters who say it disqualifies you from being president? Well, there aren't too many of them because my poll numbers just came out. They went up. Okay. I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm the only person in history who had a charge like that. And the, usually you, you leave office, you say, I'm sorry, but I'm going to back home. I'm back home to my family and everything. I'm going to be resigned. My poll numbers went up and they went up with the other fake charge too. Because what's happening is they're doing this for election interference. This woman, I don't know her. I never met her. I have no idea who she is. I had a picture taken years ago with her and her husband, nice guy, John Johnson. He was a newscaster, a very nice man. She called him an ape, happens to be African-American, called him an ape. The judge wouldn't allow us to put that in. Her dog or her cat was named Vagina. The judge wouldn't allow to put that in. All of these things. He would, but with her, they can put in anything. Access this Hollywood. This is a jury of nine people who found right. you liable of sexual abuse. Do you think that, that that will deter women from voting for you? No, I don't think so, because I... <laughs> yeah. I mean, what... Where's the justice in this country? You know, uh, that's a pretty serious charge. And millions of five million dollars is a lot of money. All right. So uh, we're going to switch gears. CNN and MSNBC censoring Trump is like when you uh, they put explicit labels on hip hop albums in the 1980s. It makes you want to listen to them even more. So. Jesse Waters on The Five, I think it was. I ran across this clip, and he was talking about CNN and MSNBC not running Trump's... Oh, you know, I learned something else yesterday after the show. They didn't run Vivek's either. They didn't run Vivek or Trump's speeches. Vivek had the most... Uh, other than Trump's speech, which is... He was the winner in a historical landslide victory in Iowa, right? And he gives a, uh, this historic speech, especially because he was a former president running. I mean, there's a lot of history there. And MSNBC decided he's a liar. We're not going to go ahead and air him. I mean, he's, you know, I mean... That's election interference by MSNBC right there. Let the people decide. But in addition to that, in addition to that, uh, they have um, CNN didn't run it after he started getting into the immigration. But then I learned, you know, and then I saw that they ran DeSantis and Nikki Haley's. Two people that are two candidates that are backed by globalists. They are. They just are. And Nikki Haley more than DeSantis. But DeSantis is, you know, endorsed by Paul Ryan, who's the biggest globalist on the planet. But then, you know, you get this uh, situation where they uh, they ran those. Because 
you know, basically all of the advertisers over at CNN and MSNBC uh, support the advertise. You know, are are owned by BlackRock, and BlackRock is part of, you know, a, a team partner with the World Economic Forum, and together they're pushing agenda and policy for world dominance. So naturally, they're going to run those two puppets. But Vivek, it's it's interesting that they didn't choose to run a Vivek's the second most significant speech of the night because he stepped aside and he endorsed Trump. And of course, that was just too great for Trump and they didn't want to run it. So once again, election interference. James O'Keefe has on tape CNN wanting to bury the Hunter laptop story. But let's go ahead, before we move on to that, let's take a listen to Jesse Waters here. Remember in the 80s when the hip-hop album came out and they put that warning explicit material, parental advisory on it? It made me want to buy it. And that's what they're doing at CNN and MSNBC. It just makes you want to watch what you're not allowed to. We're big boys. We're big girls. We don't need parental control features on a news channel. And what kind of business model is a news channel where they don't take live news? That's not very smart. Jake Tapper cuts the guy off when he starts mentioning immigration. The number one policy issue in Iowa. Mm. When you vote for a guy and he wins and then he speaks afterwards to the voters... That's like the connective tissue in democracy. Mm -hmm. You can't save democracy by censoring democracy. And then Maddow's coming out and acting like she's trying to protect the network from lawsuits to justify the censorship because, oh, someone might say something that's not true. She's like the lead hoaxer. She did the Russia hoax, the laptop, the letter, the lab leak cover-up, all of it. And then Joy, it's overrepresented by white Christians. So what? This is a... Majority white country, majority Christian country, overrepresented compared to the rest of the country. Okay, well, South Carolina is overrepresented by black Christians. Mm -hmm. New York's overrepresented by atheists and Jews. (laughs) California's overrepresented by Hispanics. Joy, read the history. These politicians (laughs) have to go around to all of these diverse geographical areas and try to get a very broad coalition together. Demographically, religiously broad. That's how politics works. Now, the other guy, it's Trump had a bad night. Biden rigged his own primary. Biden kicked JFK Jr. out of the party and then canceled New Hampshire. This this is not, this is a good night for Donald Trump. Oh, absolutely. He he's uh, and 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 it's only going to go better for Trump and worse for Biden. Uh, Biden can't even sustain his own train wreck. He's he's hidden more than he's shown, and that's going to be revealed in twenty twenty four, as the heat kicks up. So Joe Biden claimed multiple times that the laptop was Russian plant or Russian disinformation. Did he lie? 50 former national intelligence folks. And, and shame on those 51 CIA you know, intelligence people because they're liars, every last one of them. 50. Reminds me of 97% of the scientists say that global warming is real. Well, they're all wrong. 
51%, 51, 17 intelligence uh, departments said the Russian hoax was real. 51 intelligence agencies said that the laptop was Russian tradecraft. Well, the Department of Justice just came out and said that the laptop was totally legit. Every iota of it. And we now know that the Russian hoax was just that, a hoax. Yet Hillary Clinton paid for Fusion GPS and Christopher Steele and GCHQ and the British intelligence. And MI6 just got done saying that Trump is an existential threat to the the, the global order and that something needs to be done. That's British intelligence even to this day. The intelligence and the Five Eyes partners and all this, that, and the other is completely liberally biased. There are a bunch of academics from Ivy League schools, from rich families. They don't have any salt in them whatsoever. They're soy boys and girls. They're woke. They're wimps. And they're disgusting. And they're moronically stupid. The people at our intelligence and half the people in our State Department aren't that bright. They're corrupt. And they're liberal. And they're intolerant. And they're agitated by, their, by anybody that descends away from their political view. And then they're mean on top of it. But not because they're tough. But they're mean because they're they're borrowing they're they're stealing your tax dollars to literally work against your better interest. It's disgusting. But let's take a listen again. Fifty former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is has all the care Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. This is classic Trump. We have four days left, and all of a sudden there's a laptop. There's overwhelming evidence that from the intelligence community that the Russians are engaged. I still think that the stories from the fall about your son Hunter were Russian disinformation and smear campaign, like you said. Yes, yes, yes. It's the last ditch effort in this desperate campaign to smear me and my family. The vast majority of the intelligence people have come out and said there's no basis at all. Well, that was all a lie. It just so happens that Miranda Devine here, she said in a new court filing today, the DOJ confirms Hunter Biden's laptop is real. That he left it at a computer store and that the contents matched what they obtained from a search warrant of his iCloud. Don't hold your breath for a retraction from Joe Biden. It's a Russian plant. The Dirty 51, hashtag Dirty 51, or myriad dishonest media operatives, they blamed Russia when the Bidens knew it was Hunter. And so did the FBI. Hunter also blamed Russia when he was caught using adultery site Ashley Madison. It says here, investigators also later came in possession of the defendant's Apple MacBook Pro, which he had left 
in a computer store. Duplicative, duplicative, duplicative of information investigators had already obtained from Apple. So they already knew, but they lied. They lied through their teeth, and so did Jen Psaki back when she was uh, the White House press secretary. The president has said, and you have tweeted, that allegations of wrongdoing based on files pulled from Hunter Biden's laptop are Russian disinformation. There is a new book by Politico reporter that finds some of the files on there are genuine. Is the White House still going with Russian disinformation? I think it's broadly known and widely known, Peter, that there was a broad range of Russian disinformation back in 2020. Okay. The president has said, and you have tweeted, that allegations of wrong... So they just lied through their teeth. They lie and lie and lie. And then they wanted to get a truth czar. Remember that? And then they found out that this truth czar was a a liberal wingnut. You know, crazy as a lewd. Well, you know who knows about this? Vladimir Putin, always blaming Russia, is basically election malpractice, election interference. So Vladimir Putin knows what time it is. Let's take a listen. It serves as nothing but as a part of Russia. That's why the voting results were like that. This is an obvious thing. That's why the voting results were like this. I always talk about this. Nobody can force you to come to the polling station. Probably everything can be rigged, just like the previous U.S. elections were rigged through mail voting. It is clear that it was voting by mail. They bought ballots for $10, filled them in, and without any supervision from observers, they threw them into mailboxes, and that's it. (laughs) Did you hear that? Listen to that again. This is what Vladimir Putin says. He knows. They bought ballots for $10, filled them in, and without any supervision from observers, they threw them into mailboxes, and that's it. But it's impossible to force someone to come. You can't force anyone at gunpoint. If people didn't want to, they simply wouldn't have come to the polling stations, that's all. This is called voting with your feet, that's all. Here they came and voted. What is this other than democracy? The expression of the people's will is democracy. So, you know, that's the thing. Nobody's going to go with their feet and exercise their right to vote if they have to vote for Joe Biden. Nobody is getting off the couch to vote for Joe Biden. He didn't get 81 million people to vote for him. He got 81 million ballots because they used a very liberal U.S. Postal Service union to deliver the ballots to places that only the ballot harvesters would know where to go and get them. And then they spent their days filling them out, getting paid upwards of $10 per ballot, according to Vladimir Putin, but you know it could have been less. You know, you do 100 ballots... You get $100. For a crackhead, that's a, that's a good day. That's a good day's high. And they were hiring people like that. 
a bunch of brainless, corrupt criminals who are practically brain dead. That's who they got. The Democrats got. The Democrats exploit all the low hang, low uh, end of the spectrum. That's why they want more of them. That's why they open the borders. Because the only people that they can control are the absolute desperate and ignorant people in the world. So they allow them to come, the worst of the worst, to come through our open border so they can manipulate and control a mass group of people that gives them some power. Isn't that basically what China has right now? An ill-informed, disinformed, full of misinformation uh, workers that are just basically slaves to the state. It's not like what it's supposed to be here in America, where we are supposed to be in control of our government. But our government wants to go in the direction of China to where the government controls the people. All right. We now know more bad news. We now know that the federal government flagged terms like MAGA and Trump. Remember Lois Lerner and the IRS was tracking Tea Party and, and things like that? Patriot? Well... Jim Jordan just put out a letter on January 17th, 2024 that basically he tweeted this out and I'll read it. It says, we now know that the federal government, and this is part of his weaponization subcommittee, special committee. We now know that the federal government flagged terms like MAGA and Trump to financial institutions if Americans completed transactions using those terms. What was also flagged, if you bought a religious text, like a Bible, or shopped at a Bass Pro Shop, um, it got to be that you were sent, you were targeted. I am once again begging, Shem Holmes says, uh, Congress to do its job for once and stop just telling us about the bad and illegal things Joe Biden is doing and instead impeach him. So Jim Hansen says, this is one of the most egregious violations of our Constitution I could ever recall. The federal government is enlisting financial institutions to spy on citizens with the sole justification they are political opponents. Um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely crazy. I was just reading some of the commentary. So right here it says, The Committee on the Judiciary and Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government are conducting oversight of federal law enforcement receipts, enforcement's receipt of information about American citizens without legal process and its engagement with the private sector Based upon documents obtained by the committee and select subcommittee, we believe that you, and he's writing this to the AMI officer, Platt Incorporated, San Francisco, as the former director of the Office of Stakeholder Integration and Engagement in the Strategic Operations Division of the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, 
FinCEN, possess information necessary for our oversight. We ask that you appear for a transcribed interview. So this is getting serious, and this is probably going to be big news in 2024. And that's just something you're not going to even hear on regular news. So someone else writes this. This is just something I just thought I'd throw into the show. Super hot take. The normalization of therapy is becoming a bad thing for society. I agree. I read this and I totally agreed with it. I'm seeing more and more people use the fact that they are in therapy as a get-out-of-jail-free card for awful behavior. Believe that everything that therapist says as gospel truth with no further research required and equate the act of going to therapy with the actions of being a good person. I'm not saying therapy is bad for everyone, but I am seeing a trend of less personal responsibility for bad behavior and a lot more talk about therapy as the only solution. I totally agree with that. All right. So Cullen Rugg uh, is someone I follow on Twitter, and he said, President of Argentina, Javier Milei, demolishes socialism in front of the a bunch of uh, socialists at the World Economic Forum. Let's take a listen to the translation of what he had to say. Good afternoon. Thank you very much. Today, I'm here to tell you that the Western world is in danger. And it is endangered because those who are supposed to have to defend the values of the West are co-opted by a vision of the world that inexorably leads to socialism and thereby to poverty. <laughs> Unfortunately, in recent decades, motivated by some well-meaning individuals willing to help others, and others motivated by the wish to belong to a privileged caste, the main leaders of the Western world have abandoned the model of freedom for different versions of what we call collectivism. We're here to tell you that collectivist experiments are never the solution to the problems that afflict the citizens of the world. Rather, they are the root cause. Do believe me, no one better place than us, Argentines, to testify to these two points. Yeah, um, he, he uh, went over there and gave a speech. I thought it was pretty great. Um, I was just running into some Eugene Carroll stuff again I, that I didn't share. All right, so... Yesterday, Harvard professor Noam Oreski warned the World Economic Forum about Elon Musk's scary X. Today, they had questions about that. So, um, let's take a man? listen. I'm good, but I'm How lucky. did you get here today? So, so, this woman is Harvard professor Naomi Oreskes. She warned the Economic Forum about Elon Musk's scary X, right? And this is no the Harvard professor over at the World Economic Forum. Let's take a listen. Rushing to a session. I'm sorry. How Can did I talk you get it? What was your carbon footprint to be here today? It's terrible. And I'm, <clears throat> I'm a climate activist, and I'm working on the inside. What's your so carbon footprint? Answer the How question. are you working on the inside? Uh, I'm working on litigation against fossil fuel companies and trying to get 
the good companies to do the right thing. And, and what you said yesterday about X, you feel like X. What, what's wrong with X? What a scary name that even is, right? Um, oh, where do I start? <laughs> so much disinformation on that channel. Um, do you think we so, I'm not going to answer that question. Another one, Ezra, saved by the entry where we peasants can't get through. But it was interesting her answer when I firstly asked her about... She is a climate change alarmist. And her response to how do you justify this was, I'm working from the inside. I'm suing and litigation. So she's very... Imp- so that's another way of saying I'm more important than you. Rebel, do, Rebel news, by the way. More important than what you do. And uh, there are things more important in life than environmentalism. So she's actually making the case against herself... Uh, the hypocrisy and the condescension there is is a reason that a lot of people, especially grassroots people, working class people, despise these environmental extremists. Absolutely. And then we moved on straight away in the time that we had yeah. to the X because she's made, she's made some pretty inflammatory statements about X yesterday and what she, you know, how she feels about the evil platform. <clears throat> now. Uh, when we put her, she she goes, "Where do we start? Misinformation, disinformation. We didn't have much time." Yeah. You you pose the question. Well, should we censor it? Because we're talking about somebody that's a climate change alarm, somebody that's you know here not practicing what she's preaching. She's found a justification for her actions, but she doesn't like the fact that people will talk openly on X about it. You asked her if she'd uh, censor it. Yeah, I had two seconds left before she went through the gate and it saved her. I said, should we censor? And she said, I'm not going to answer that. Well, that's an answer right there. If if you're not, if you can't immediately say no, the answer is more debate or more. If you can't immediately say no, I'm against censorship. I know you're for censorship, and I didn't need her to say that because she's part of Davos, which is about authoritarian control. And one of the things that scares me is the AI, the artificial intelligence focus. One of their uses will be to monitor in real time every single comment by every single human in email, in Twitter, on Facebook, it, everywhere. I mean, just like there's some software programs like Grammarly that automatically correct your spell check. They would create ideological spell checks that would automatically correct your work. That's what she wants. Apparently, it actually is slightly ideological. If you use the wrong words, it, it, it tries to oh, it tell you to be a, a little bit more... Yeah, and uh, you, know, you know what nice else? Uh, and, and not to offend people's feelings. But guys, that's why we're here. WEF report. You gotta. I, I I just gotta say I love Rebel News. Um, uh, that was uh, the guy with the the accent was Avi Yamini, Yamini and of course Ezra and Levant, uh, Levant, and uh, you know. Um, but that censorship stuff has got to stop, right? And this is what's going on in our schools. This is the kind of liberal. This is what liberalism is now. It's all about censorship and control. These are all authoritarians. And again, they they want their own class. They don't want to share the world with you. They want you to die. And they want to just have this utopian world where they get to control every aspect of, of things. So it is not enough to just do renewables and this is another you know we're on to the world economic forum davos thing so let's just take a listen to this little sound bite this is uh uh professor joyita gupta pushes the climate agenda at world economic forum ideas hub let's take a listen 
leaving fossil fuels underground is everybody's business. That's the story I'm going to try to tell. Um, so why is it so important to leave fossil fuels underground? Is it enough to just do renewables? And our research shows that it is not because if you do renewables alone, then people just continue to use more and more energy. And so it's very important to actually phase out fossil fuels. So, so, so basically what she's saying is she wants people to use less energy. Period. Here, let's take a listen to this. If you talk about the poorest people worldwide, they hardly contribute to the climate problem. But if you take the SDG seriously and you want to make sure that every human being is able to have some amount of energy for a decent uh, escape from poverty, then we've calculated what that means in terms of CO2 emissions, in terms of water use, etc. And basically what we show is that if you provide the poorest in the world energy from fossil fuel, then it's going to be a really difficult situation to try to reverse that. So I think that the new energy that we try to provide for the poorest should also come from the newer systems. And it's really important that we all move in that direction. So basically she wants to, this is, this is a precursor to putting a limit on everybody. Everybody sh- should get a limit to the, ener- the carbon footprint. Like everybody should have a quota. And if you exceed that quota, because we're all sharing this one world, you'll have to pay a tax or you'll be denied. You'll be re- if you're Donald Trump and they don't like you and you can afford anything you want, they're going to then block it, right? Donald Trump wants to, you know, fly on the Trump plane. They're going to say, you're grounded. Well, how am I going to get to my next, uh, um, you know, a rally? You're going to have to fly commercial. I mean, you know, it just, it's, it's terrible where they're going with this, right? Let's take a listen. Banning fuel, fuel car imports in Ethiopia wasn't enough for environmentalist Joyita Gupta, the same person we've been listening to, who tells World Economic Forum audiences that really good public transport is the way forward. Cars, there's a big push even in Ethiopia. Uh, The government has actually uh, made uh, fuel cars illegal. I mean, you can't import fuel cars. You can only import uh, electric cars now, which is a big step. But I just wonder, is that actually... Uh, net positive for the... I personally feel that the way forward is really good public transport. So, you know, the thing is, when you when you talk about that, um, public transport, okay, but they're, not, they're taking private jets to Davos, right? Everybody's taking a private jet. So why, what, you know, why don't they practice what they preached? I don't think that Joyita Gupta took public transit to Davos. You know, that's the, it's the hypocrisy of it all. So the United Nations weighed in on the economic forum. This is General Antonio Guterres uh, demands a just and equitable energy transition from the hydrocarbons during speech at World Economic Forum. Well, you know, those cars are freezing up in Chicago, right? The Teslas and they can't even fill up the car with electric. And an electric has so many problems with regard to uh, 
where do you put the old batteries? The the amount of carbon footprint that that it takes to manufacture battery batteries. Uh, it's just impossible to get your head around this, especially when you got companies like Porsche making e-fuel, and you got other companies in Nissan or uh, uh, making all kinds of e-fuel cars and and different types of hydrogen cars. There's a lot of other alternatives that make combustible engines continue to thrive if they would just invest as much in them as they did in other things like electric. But there's an invested interest and a profitability margin, a way to way to get maintain great profit because the globalists have already invested in the electrical grid. So they're going to block every competing force out there. Despite the fact that there's been subsidies everywhere for electric, it's still failing. It can't compete with combustible engines. Yeah, they might be fast cars, quiet cars. They might be cool and hip. But functionally, they don't do well in the heat and the cold, uh, extreme heat and cold. And they don't carry distances. And the manufacturing is limited. And I actually don't think that there's enough ingredients in battery manufacturing on earth to sustain the demand of 100% electric. I don't think they could even do that. So there was a lot more gotchas and, you know, and uh, people making waves at the World Economic Forum. Um, Here's Tedros from the, oh, wait, we were going to play Actually, I don't, I thought, <laughs> the guy from the UN, I just read to you what he said, but uh, um, I, I lost that uh, video or audio. All right, let's take a listen to this John Kerry. This is the one I was going for. All right. What's the carbon footprint of these events every single year that you come here? Think it's worth it? Peasants pay for your crimes? That's a stupid question. Is it, a, is it really? Is it, is, it, is it more stupid than you traveling here to tell us? Please, sorry? We're done. We're done. We are done now. You don't grab me. You can't grab us. This is a free society, mate. This is, we have freedom of the press. Why do you think you're more important? Your carbon footprint doesn't matter, but everybody else around the world suggested that. Nobody ever suggested that. Don't make up stupid questions. Being here suggests that. Stupid questions. You being here every single year and doing this suggests that. And and I have done a huge amount. Listen, now finished, please. Why can't I ask him questions? Who are you? Why are you trying to bully me out of us? That doesn't. A lot of people say no to a lot of the policies and agendas he pushes. They don't get a choice. So why can't we ask him a question in a public space? Can you not touch me? Can you not touch me? No, I'm, I'm happy. Wait. So, so answer, we can walk nicely. your question. What did you answer? Please respect you so much. I don't know. He never once answered one of the questions. That's all right. We're walking to the meeting. 
Okay, thanks. <laughs> You're about to be- so they just do nothing but pushing him away. When the Scott Adams show goes video, we're going to play videos like this. And what we're going to be doing um, soon is we're going to be establishing like a lot of the... We're going to continue with the Scott Adams show radio show. It's going to be pure radio. Um, but then what we're going to be doing is doing a, a video vignettes, like maybe eight to 12 minute videos that are going to cover a lot of these things in greater detail, just that one particular piece of the show. And we might do three or four of those throughout the day um, as a supplement to the Scott Adams show. And we're going to do the, the video portion of it. So That'll be fun, and that'll be great, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing that uh, once we get everything set up just right, and uh, we have a couple of things we're working out, but um, that's going to be happening. Um, but that hypocrisy there is is really quite amazing. So, um, you know Greta Thunberg? Greta Thunberg, her net worth, $18 million. She was born into wealth. And her family left her with a trust of about $10 million. And uh, she makes about $1 to $2 million a year. So, yeah, you know. And her corporate footprint is huge. Greta Thunberg. Little, little Greta. So, Tedros, here he is. Sorry. Don't push me. Dr. Dr. Tedros. This is your chance to apologize to the world for your role during COVID. Would you like to take it? Of, of course, he Hi, doesn't Dr. Tedros. Take it. Can I ask you, Dr. Tedros, how, how, how are you doing? Um, do you think you did well in uh, COVID and if you're going to do as well in Disease X? Disease X is the next one, right? Mr. Tedros, how are you doing? How do you feel you went in COVID? We're rushing to a meeting. Oh, we can Maybe walk later on. We'd love to walk with you to the meeting. What's the meeting about? Is it about <laughs> Disease X? It's a, bit, a meeting with UAE. With the UAE? Do, do, okay. Dr. Adnan, do you believe that lockdown should always be rejected as a public health measure? Can we talk later? What time? I'm happy to arrange a meeting with you, can sir. We, yeah. Do you believe lockdown should be rejected as a public health measure? What, 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 what is Disease X? Mr. Tedros, what is disease X? And when is China going to release it? <laughs> Do you think the man... Yeah. It's a joke, right? How are you doing? I would love to talk to you, doctor. Do you... So it doesn't really make for great uh, radio there. Um, I, I was hesitant. I had these queued up yesterday even. But we'll take a listen to this. This will communicate with you. Let's. Uh, this will translate. So let's take a listen to uh, John Kerry talk about this. It's absolutely critical that we accelerate. I am convinced beyond any doubt that because of the decisions being made in the marketplace now, because, uh, I mean, you know as well as I do, even if, uh, you know, I don't want this, obviously. They but if fly you wound pro- up with a different president who was opposed to climate crisis, I got news for you. No one politician anywhere in the world can undo what is happening now. The marketplace is doing this. And the only issue for all of us is, is not whether or not we can get or will get to a low-carbon, no-carbon economy globally. We will. 
The only question is, will we get there in time to meet the challenge of the scientists in order to avoid the worst consequences of this crisis? That is what is at stake. So I really look forward to hearing from our folks today uh, who are going to uh, lay out to, to everybody here uh, the ways in which all can participate in this transformation. It's the biggest transformation in the economies of the world in all of human history. It's also the greatest business set of opportunities that we've ever known in all of human history. And smart people are seeing that opportunity, and I think it's going to be the job creator and the energizer of our economies uh, that are going to uh, really transform the world over the course of these next months and years. So that is scary because he's basically saying, we already got this nut. And he's false speaking there because Trump will put an end to it. Harari, uh, uh, Klaus Schwab's assistant, director, assistant, um, deputy, uh, said as much. So, you know, it doesn't matter what John Kerry says. He thought he was going to win a presidency and he never did. So, you know, he's a fraudster and he should probably be thrown in jail for what he has done. Let's take a listen to Rebel News. Other with going on the turny, car sick swiss alps roads they fly private jets to this private airstrip about an hour and a half hour 15 minutes away from davos and then many of them take a helicopter from here for that last leg of the journey god forbid they share the highway with the peasants there's planes coming and going literally every 10 minutes i just heard the sound of a jet behind me it's fascinating one of the things about planes that i didn't know is that you can look up their number on the tail, search out the details, for example, what kind of aircraft it is and who owns it. And there's even an app where you can track, you can track jets as they come and go. This is a fairly small airstrip. It's a private airstrip. I think it's used for commercial business. There's some industry in the area and for people flying. And then they helicopter in to the exact location. So they're using a big, and then they get in their big limousines as well and go out to dinner and eat big steaks. So yeah, they're, they're definitely exuding a humongous carbon footprint while they try to scheme up the world so that you can't do anything but eat bugs. <laughs> so anyway, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. We're out of time, but uh, be sure to check out magapack.org. Make a donation if you can to help keep the Scott Adams Show commercial free. Also, use Red State over at MyPillow.com. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. A long way from the suits in D.C. But close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.